So we decided that we're going to get in shape. Uh, but instead of working out, we decide that we're going to overspend on prep. And now we have, uh, well, let's look at it. We've got exercise clothes that we don't wear. We've got a yoga mat. That's kind of cool. Uh, we've got a gym membership that we don't use, subscriptions to apps we never open, and uh, some at-home exercise equipment that every time we walk by, it yells, you're lazy, you suck. And that's why it lives in the closet. I think we might be doing things a little bass-ackwards. Let's try a new approach. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge Program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. How you guys doing? I just got back from a hike with my buddy Kevin. Good, very strenuous hike, uh, but good company, man. It was really fun. And now we're here. First up, if you haven't already, could you please consider subscribing and leaving a review for the podcast on iTunes? Uh, show of hands, who already knew that I was going to ask that. <laughs> Is this becoming a pattern? Oh, it's such a big deal, and I'd, it would mean the world to me if you guys would leave a review. I'm trying to help every single adult on the planet with ADHD. According to my 45-second research, that's about 100 million people, and I can only do that if the algorithm can f help you guys find me, and uh, if you could share me on your social media, let people know that I exist, that would mean the world to me. That would help me out. All right. Thank you, guys. And now it's my turn. I'm going to help you out. Let's go. Week six. All right. We're six weeks into the nudge situation. Are you guys sick of hearing me talk about the 30-minute appointment? You want a new term for it? We probably should. Appointment is sound. That's a boring term. You want to call it a, we could call it tasker sizing. <laughs> that sounds like a 1980s <laughs> reference. I don't. Whatever works for you guys. That's what it is. That's what it's called. Whatever excites you about it, that's what we're going to call it. And are you wondering now, when do I get to add more stuff? Why Why is this ADHD big bro holding me back and giving me just 30 stupid minutes? Well, let me just spoiler alert you for a little bit um, by showing you everything that you're doing in that dumb 30 minutes. While we're working on these goals, while we're working on uh, that ideal vision of ourselves, we're actually building ADHD life management skills. That 30-minute appointment that you work on every day, that's you working on having structure and we suck at structure. So this is going you, it's you going to the structure gym and exercising that structure muscle every day in an easy way. One appointment, one short 30 minute appointment. Oh, and the 30 minute timer, that's you externalizing time so that you don't get overwhelmed by the enormity of the, of a task. Guys, you are getting ADHD big brothered here. And that whole thing where you daydreamed about the ideal vision of yourself, that was you setting a long-term goal. <laughs> I totally tricked you. Would you have even listened if I said, hey, okay, guys, um, let's sit down with a piece of paper and um, let's write down our top five 10-year goals. Okay, how about make more money? Lose 40 pounds, be a better dad, start a business. For me, none of that stuff ever sticks. They're just words on paper. There's nothing sparktastic about it. And what we know about ADHD is we need a fire to do a thing. 
There's people out there who are amazing at creating that spark in us. They're like these motivational speakers, expensive gurus, these amazing writers. And for the normies out there, they can take that motivation. They can run with it. But for us, it's like, it's like it works in the moment, but when that program ends, our drive ends. And maybe not at first, but do you notice how it, it tapers away over time? Or like if you oh, if you read like a motivating self-help book and it's like in the moment, you're like, oh God, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's me. Oh my God, this is brilliant. Yes, yes, thank you. And then you notice five minutes after you read that page, it's just, it's ghost town, it just goes away. It's prosthetic motivation, right? It acts like a spare tire, but spare tires, they're not meant to be the new tire. They're meant to help us get the car to the mechanic. That doesn't make the programs bad. In fact, they work. They're amazing, but they're not built for ADHD. And if it's a book, it's automatically no. No, it's just, unless you're going to carry the book around like a Bible and you're literally going to work on it every day, it just goes down. What I'm trying to help you guys with is to see how this process works the most effectively for our type of brain. This actually will work for every type of brain, but with our brains, very little things work. And so this is all very specifically tailored and I have found to be the most effective for our type of brain. What if we were able to create a life where we can manufacture our own sparks for those things that we don't naturally have a spark for? That's what the normies do. They can do things that aren't fun or aren't engaging, that have no immediate reward to them. And I am well aware that this makes us sound like toddlers. Like, you know, like, oh, I can't do anything unless it's fun and I get a treat. I get it. We all get it. We've grown up dealing with that bullshit. But we didn't choose the goop that they brewed up for our brain bowl. Okay, we got the brains that we got. 10-year goals. What is that even? I can barely plan my meals for tomorrow and I have to get a system in place to eventually achieve something in 10 years. I mean, are you high? That's how it feels. This is all, this issue, this is all 100% normal for us. So that whole daydreaming of our ideal vision of ourselves, that's the way that I've found that we can most effectively plan long-term goals, quote unquote. We can actually do a lot more than those normies if we do things our own way. If we can give ourselves the sparks that we need. And if you're struggling with, well, well, what is that way? What is that special way? It's the secret of our way is that it's your way. You're so goddamn unique and special. And all of this hinges, and this is where I'm going to sound a little bit uh, head in the clouds maybe, but it's it all hinges on you accessing that light inside of yourself and utilizing it the way that works for you. Here's an example I'll take from my own life. When I was uh, writing this particular episode, uh, at this point, I'm sitting in a restaurant and I was listening to the band Arizona. The the song was Electric Touch. And I was, I love that song. And I was bobbing my head to it. My body was moving. My legs were tapping. And uh, I, when I wasn't typing, my hands were just rubbing together like manically, basically. I probably looked like to the guys on the other end of the restaurant, like I was on drugs. Um, and, but to the science world, I was, uh, I believe they call it stimming, which is a such, uh, I do not like that word. I don't, I can't tell you why, but I hate it. And so you'll uh, forgive me if I never use it again. For me, it's, 
The word is sparking. I'm keeping my spark going by doing all of these movements. To me, I'm involved in the soundtrack of my life and I'm just engaged in it and I'm letting it come out of me. I'm letting it flow. Do you remember that feeling when you were a kid or do you still get that feeling now where you are highly aware of how you look to the public and does it affect how you behave and are you shutting off your spark so that you fit in with society? I remember being that way for years, forever. Now you'll find me rocking back and forth in the checkout aisle of the grocery store, bouncing around, and I probably look like I have to pee, or maybe I look like I'm on drugs, but I'm doing whatever I have to do to keep my spark going in this incredibly boring, frustrating environment. The ADHD big brother view of a good ADHD life And we're not talking about riches here. We're talking about inner peace, contentment, holistically. We're just being in alignment with ourselves. It's to figure out how to enjoy life knowing that all of our ADHD hiccups are inevitable, right? And by hiccups, I mean all those repetitive, obnoxious, um, pain in the ass, inconvenient, crazy-making incidences. They don't go away. They haven't gone away for me, and I am a self-help junkie, guys. I will lab rat myself. I am I am a lab rat for growth, and I'm here to say that this shit doesn't go away. But happiness and contentment, well, that's attainable. Let's go on another metaphor. I know we're going to get to the adding stuff in a minute. Trust me, we will, but I've got to get this off my chest here. ADHD life, it's like um, we've built up this dam to hold back this giant raging water known as us. And through our childhood, we've constructed this monstrosity. And it's basically, it's it's holding back pieces of ourselves so that we can fit into the world, you know, so that we work in the world. And authorities, you know, throughout our youth, they've told us how to act, how to be, how to settle down, how to relax, how to be quiet, how to pay attention, chill the fuck out, blah, blah, blah. What we're doing now is we're creating a world for ourselves where we spend too much time fixing all these leaks that keep popping up. It's like that old vaudeville cartoony type deal where you you plug one hole and water pops out another hole. And so you you got to keep you we keep trying to plug that and we keep being frustrated and overwhelmed and self-loathing and ugh, all the negative. To me, we're facing the wrong way. We keep trying to fix the goddamn dam. But what if we just let the dam go? Right? And well, I know you're thinking, you're probably thinking, well, okay, clearly, well, then I would be crushed, Russell. And, you know, I would obviously drown. Well, guys, I'm not telling you to stand in front of it. <laughs> Duh. Stand on the side and blow it up. And then let the water come pouring out. We don't need the dam. We need a canoe. We need just a well constructed canoe and some just tricked out professional oars to help us navigate the hell out of the waters. The canoe, that is acceptance of ourselves. The water takes us. We allow it. We flow. The oars are the strategies and the tools, sometimes the medicine that we've picked up along the way that help us to steer around the rocks. And the rocks are all the shit that tells us that we suck. We're no good. We fail. We're a piece of garbage. I'll never get this, that, or the next thing. With the right tools, guys, we can avoid the rocks. It's doable. Hey, we can do it. How does that look in the real world? Okay, you forgot your car keys. Well, that feels crummy. We can't let that happen again. So you fix the problem. You got a hook, you put it on the wall. And that's that's a solid play. That's a solid move. Good fix. So now when you walk in the door, there's a hook 
and a place for you to place your keys. And then one day, you forget to use the hook and the keys are lost again. Well, how do you feel on that day? Double crummy? You got some dub crumbs going? We're trying to find a way to get enjoyment out of our life. We're trying to find a way to overcome the adversity of our, of our symptoms. I'm not saying don't come up with systems. Absolutely come up with systems. That system that you created that, that to help you with the car keys, that was badass. Matter of fact, I also have that same system. And I utilize that system 20% of the time. The biggest system to come up with here is the one that supersedes all of them. It's the system of being cool with yourself. So instead of feeling dub crumbs, you steer the canoe around the rock, you keep going. Next time, maybe you use the system. Maybe not. <laughs> it's the mystery. <laughs> That's what makes it exciting. Are we going to remember or are we not? I don't. <laughs> Jury's out. All right, so when do we add more? The short answer here is you'll know. Chances are you already have. Did you ever find yourself working longer than 30 minutes because you had the juice? Or did you find yourself having some insights about yourself and you thought, oh, wait, I'm going to incorporate that new thing. And so you did because you were motivated about it. The real life example for me uh, would be giving up soda. My 30 minutes is just working out for a short amount of time and planning my meals. I've since added the long walks, we talked about that, and giving up soda. Like remember last week when I didn't quite make the gains that I wanted? And when I inquired why, I noticed that soda might be an issue. I've added longer walks. And when I look back at week one, I could barely get myself to do the 30-minute workout. I would work out for like 10 to 15 minutes. And honestly, guys, they were probably pretty half-assed. And now I'm pushing myself more in my workouts because I want to. Because my body's getting comfortable with the movements. And I'm doing the walks because I want to. I'm giving up soda because I want to. None of this is anything that I'm forcing myself to do and then I'm dreading. Like, oh, I got to do more. I got to get more. And I'm shoving it down my throat. It's something that I'm motivated to add. There's a real difference with this approach over trying to do everything all at once um, when 99% of that is stuff that we don't really want to do, at least not right now. But because we're so damn creative and we can freaking see everything, we know everything that we can do all at once, that's when it's it's so enticing to go all in too much too soon. We begin this process by doing what we're capable of, and that's going to be different for everyone. So opinions here, be damned. We start where we're at and we must be cool with ourselves. And in any given day, we're going to be capable of more or less. No biggie. My encouragement to you is just to keep honing the skill of utilizing structure in the form of that 30-minute appointment or tasker-sization. The 30 minutes, it might feel insignificant, but I want you to embrace that because over time, it's going to be huge. And I know we don't future think, so I'll, let me play it out for you in real time based on my own experience, right? So my own example, 15 minutes of working out, that's not going to turn me into an amazingly fit human being right? My little 15 minutes and 15 minutes of meal planning. But let's revisit the timeline. The daydreaming of my ideal, who I want to be, the visualization I have of how I look in my dark green t-shirt. That's my little spark. It's just a flicker. And it's like a, like a quick strike of flint on steel. And so now let's play that out over the coming months, which for a 46-year-old, guys, that time is going to fly. So I put in this weak sauce, barely anything, 30 minutes, because I can because I can do minimal effort and I can do easy. For the first four weeks, it was barely anything, but it was more than nothing. 
And that barely nothing led me to losing some weight. That 30-minute appointment has led me to adding more. So I've added longer walks and making some additional dietary changes. That's now going to make my progress pick up speed. That's the momentum build that we're looking for. That's that roll down the hill that picks up speed. In the first month, I lost a little over six pounds. So what if, what if I did even, what if I only lost a pound a week? What if I achieved less in February? Well, I'd have lost a total of 10 pounds. And then let's continue that into March. I would lose 10 more. And we're now I'd lost 14 pounds. And then in April, it goes down 18. And so then by the end of May, losing 22 pounds, I would now be weighing 178 pounds. That's monumental. I would be feeling extremely confident in my skin because I know how I would feel if I'm that that lighter and I would love my energy level. I would have five months of keeping an appointment with myself. That experience with structure would have me adding all kinds of things. That is the product of doing very, very little, doing barely anything, starting where I'm at and doing practically nothing. As time goes by, you're going to add more. You'll add more structure in the form of more appointments, but you will always have this one simple, easy 30-minute appointment that you can fall back on whenever you find yourself stalled out. The one thing, this one appointment, that's your foundation. That's your nudge. That's your flick to get yourself rolling again. The challenge for you guys this week is to guess. Just make a wild guess. I don't know. Keep my my appointment. Do my 30 minutes. Uh, Yes, every single day. I dare you. And if you feel the desire to increase, not because you have to, but because you want to, then I dare you to do it. See how it feels. If it's too much, you can always go back to your 30 minutes. You can always go back to your foundation. And if it's not too much, then shazam. Look at that. You added more. Come on. All right, guys. That's it. You know I love hearing from you, so reach out anytime. You can go to the contact form. You can go to Russ at ADHDBigBrother.com. Tell me what you're working on. Tell me what you need help with. I am here for you. All righty, guys. With that, I hope you guys have a great week, and I will talk to you later. Later.